Hello and welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. On today's show, we tee up a busy weekend in Fort McMurray with winter play kicking off. We chat with Amelie Gravel from Barbagazzi and Mayor Sandy Bowman about what to expect during winter play. We also chat with Matt Decker of the Fort McMurray Oil Barons, who have a big couple of games coming up this weekend. Joining me on the phone here today is Amelie Gravel. She's the Director of Business Development for Tribu, uh, helping bring Barbagazzi to Fort McMurray for winter play. Amelie, how are you doing here today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Ryan, for having me. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us here. Uh, maybe just uh, fill us in. What is Barbagazi uh, all about for those who don't know? Yeah, that's a great question. But in a nutshell, uh, Barbagazi is a crazy fun winter festival that goes down in urban environments. Uh, it's the go-to event for winter sports enthusiasts with, uh, I would say, like a unit activities to try out with uh, family and friends. Um I think our goal is to inspire people of all ages to em fully embrace like the snowy uh, season. So uh, um, in the context of the winter play um, festival, uh, we uh, were going to introduce a, the freestyle snowmobile demo uh, featuring renowned professional athletes. And also we're going to have a few more activities. Care to describe those different activities that are going to be taking place with Barbagazzi? Yeah, so um, from February to 23rd to March, uh, 3rd, uh, people who's going to turn out will have the opportunity to enjoy like the human curling. So can you picture that? It's uh, it's you are like the curling stone. So um, you're uh, gonna play with teams, and uh, uh, obviously, like um, all the players will fly towards the bullseyes and aiming to get it as close as possible. So uh, you're gonna have. Uh, really to have to experience that. Also, uh, there's going to be like the giant slingshot. Uh, you're going to have the fat bike course, um, snow skate park, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. This sounds like uh, something that could be fun uh, for the entire family. Uh, am I correct in saying that? Yeah, obviously it's kind of it's it's for you know it's it's really participative. It's for all ages, like I said previously, um, and it's um, it's you know we we wanted to to bring some activities that you know people from the destination uh, don't have um, the opportunity to experience like really often. So um, this this event we took place in different kind of other destination in the past. And I believe like it's going to be really exciting for all the family and, and friends that are going, going to turn out at the event. How excited are you to be coming up to Fort McMurray here uh, in, in the next little while? I'm really excited. I would say that we've been working with the, the Fort McMurray, the municipality for years. Um, it started before the pandemic um, because we uh, we uh, we hold the event uh, also in Banff just before the pandemic hit, and we had someone from the municipality who came and experienced the event. And was super kind of excited about the activities and the snowmobile demo. So. Uh, 
Um, basically, we wanted to bring at that time the event to Fort McMurray, and since we had a kind of, uh, you know, the, 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 a little break for it because of the pandemic, then um, we're super excited now to make it happen, and it's real, and uh, so it's, it's kind of, it's going to be fun, and it, we're super excited because um, people from the destination are really welcoming, so uh, we, had the, we, we had the opportunity to, um, to visit um, Fort McMurray back in autumn, and uh, where uh, one of our team members is already like is currently um, in Fort McMurray right now, and I'm flying um, next week, and so super excited. It has to be pretty exciting to add something like Barbagazzi to an event that already has a bit of a tradition tied to it, like winter play. Yeah, correct. Um, so um, the first time we. Um, uh, produced the event it was like at the Olympic Stadium in Montreal back years ago. Um, so um, in, it's it's so this, the tradition started there, and then we went to Denver, Colorado, and then we went to PEI uh, Charlottetown, and then we had a stop also, like I said, in Banff. So uh, so now we're heading to Fort McMurray, and we are really confident that people will enjoy it the fullest, like the the winter um, the winter season um, with uh, with new activities and a stunning show that we're going to bring um, during the weekend last uh, next week. Could you just walk us through the process of bringing a winter festival like Barbagazzi uh, to a new city like Fort McMurray? I mean, it's, uh, it's, 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 you know, it starts always by, um, you know, relationships. So um, the first time we met, um, the, the people from the municipality was in the, the trade show. Um, it's a, it's a, <coughs> sorry. So it's a trade show that, that takes place every year, you know, in different um, location in Canada. So, the, the, the main purpose of this trade show is to gather, you know, everyone from the tourism industry and the sports industry together and make sure that we mingle and we create relationships. So it, it, I would say like the first step is, you know, building strong relationship, connection, and then sharing the same goal, which is, you know, uh, bring some eyeballs to uh, the destination and make sure that people uh, want to visit, you know, the destination because at the very, you know, I think one of the, the main goal is to create some, create some hype. It's, um, it, there's a tourism twist to, to all that. And also we want to bring the community together. So with all these goals, that common goals, um, we started to have, you know, strong conversation, and uh, it started like that. And then afterwards, it's communication. And um, so we we never stop communicating together throughout the years, even though the pandemic was there. And uh, so uh, when, you know, all the normal life, I would say, quote to quote, but when we're like, you know, started back, then we we just, you know, carry on the conversation. And then now we have a super excited project 
and hopefully people will enjoy it. Um, but you know, that's uh, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Weather can no doubt play a role in an event like this. How do you prepare for the different types of weather that uh, could take place, be it freezing cold or kind of what we're seeing recently with near zero temperatures? <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really good question. I mean, Barber Gas is not the only event that we produce. Uh, so we, we just finished a uh, really massive event, uh, uh, like uh, within the programming of the Cap Naval de Quebec, because we're uh, we're based out of Montreal, um, and we partnership with with other events. So uh, it's uh, it's the same weather here in Quebec. I would say it's pretty uh, kind of uncertain. Um, but I would say, like, um, our mantra at Tribute is a quote from uh, Maya Angelou. Um, it's pretty common, but it's plan for the worst, hope for the best. Um, it's, it's always a matter of planning. It's the key for a successful event. So we always plan, um, you know, for, for the worst, like I said. So uh, we always have, like, a plan B and plan C. Um, and we have to think of the worst case scenario. And so we're super prepared to uh, face, you know, different kind of situation, whether, um, so like I said, I mean, communication is key. So we um, we are always in touch with uh, the municipality and, and the wonderful team that is working there. Um, so, uh, we, we, we have like, um, you know, weekly, com- um, uh, meetings with them. And, uh, I think we have to stay informed and we have to monitor, uh, weather forecast regular, regularly to stay updated on any changes, uh, in weather patterns. Um, and, and, and obviously this is, this is helping a lot to anticipate, um, you know, all the scenario that we can face during the event. So, um, we, we don't, we don't know, like, I mean, we never know in life, but I think just by team up with experts and listen to them and listen to their recommendation and advice helps, um, uh, considerably to, to just like deliver a premium event. So, yeah, planning. Amelie Gravel, the Director of Business Development for uh, Tribute. Thank you so much for your time here today. Thank you, Ryan, for having me. And um, hopefully you'll join us next week at uh, Winter Play. We'll be back with more next on Fort McMurray Matters. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. Joining me on the phone here today is Mayor Sandy Bowman. Uh, Mayor, how are you doing here today? Doing great. Uh, beautiful sunny day for Fort McMurray, so we're we're excited. Yeah, looking forward to a fun weekend here. Uh, I imagine you're pretty excited for winter play this year. Yeah, we always we're always excited for winter play. Um, like uh, this this event started back in 2007, and it's been growing every year. And as it grows, more community involvement. We have thousands of residents get down um, down to the uh, Sny area to enjoy all those activities. So it's uh, something we're really proud of, and it's one of those things we talk about being a northern community. Um, it's really what exemplifies what we what we, we what we're good at in the in the winter, and the fun things to do and the fun things to get out with your family and enjoy the the uh, winter season. 
walk us through some of the events and what people can expect over the next 10 days. There's so much going on. Um, it is uh, a packed 10 days of events. Um, I'll go over right away just something we're introducing this year. Uh, Barbara Gazzi, uh, which is uh, from the company uh, Tribute. Um, we've been talking to, we've been, our administration has been talking to them since before, uh, the pandemic really. Um, this is the second time they've done this show in, uh, in Canada. So it's a high level X Games type of, uh, sled demonstration shows where they'll be doing, uh, stunts and tricks, um, some that are, uh, only one of the, some of the athletes have only, are the only athletes in the world that can do these tricks. So there's, um, five different individuals coming from all over the country. One is actually, uh, his hometown is Fort McMurray, but they're all X game athletes coming here to provide, to put on this show for Fort McMurray. So we're really excited about that. Um, that's going to be something uh, you're going to see over a couple few days, but the first day when, when it goes on, you're going to see, uh, it's going to set off the fireworks. So we'll have, uh, the show going on and then we'll uh, have fireworks going right after it. But also what uh, Barbara Gazi brings with it is a lot of activities that the community can take part in. Uh, we have human curling going on, uh, giant slingshot, uh, fat bike course, uh, and snow skating. Uh, those are things we've never done before at Winter Play that have been added to it this year. And, um, and with that uh, company coming here, Barbara Gazi, we have a lot of local um, a lot of local people that have been hired to support this, uh, these events and the courses and setting it up and as well as assisting all the residents. So we're really excited about this new addition to it. It is always great to add something new to a tradition like Winter Play. So uh, how exciting is it for you to bring Barbagazzi uh, to Fort McMurray? Oh, extremely. Like I said, this is only the second time they've done this in Canada. Um, so it's it's going to be exciting. I mean, anytime I know growing up watching Evil Knievel, um, no matter how many times he did it, I was always on the edge of my seat hoping he was going to be okay. So now we have this coming forward with these this uh, death-defying stunts from these snowmobilers that I think uh, is going to be something that's never been seen before in the region. I can imagine this is a pretty big boost to the local economy over the next 10 days with all of the events happening. Yes, for sure. Um, as well as that, as... as uh, as you said, booster economy. We have people coming from out of, ta- out of town just to see the winter play this year, just to see this Barbara Gazi as one of the attractions for it. But also, we have so much going on during the during the week for this. Uh, for example, for that, even the shootout in Snai, which is uh, 2019, is basically playing pond hockey with 170 players that are that are involved in that one event. Do you have a favorite part and or event with winter play? Me, it's always going to be hockey. <laughs> That's always going to be my answer, no matter what the question is. Uh, but there's so much going on. I mean, uh, growing up owning horses, we have horse-drawn wagon rides going on. We have dog sled rides going on. Um, one of the additions this year, which is really fabulous, that we've been adding into most of our events, is the uh, Trapper's Tent, which will be at Borealis Park which will have one of the elders there, and we'll be doing a bannock on a stick. There'll be a night sky teaching as well as fireside storytelling that's going to be happening at the Trapper's Tent with the elders. So that's always something that's really, it kind of brings back the culture and the meaning of the location where, this, where winter play happens. Yeah, it's good to, you know, celebrate the outdoor activities you can do, but also tie in that culture in with an event exactly. like this, isn't it? 100%, yeah, that's right. And, of course, events like this don't uh, happen or are as successful without uh, great volunteers. Could you touch on that point as well? 
Absolutely. Lots of volunteers. And uh, with that as well, volunteers, also our administration staff that put in extra time and hours. Um, thank Wendy. We have to thank our municipal staff here. Um, I speak to them. I've been one in particular talking to almost every day. And she's been in a panic and different things. And with the weather we're having, um, they put a lot of work into it. I get, the amount of hours the staff puts in alone, um, most of it is, will be chalked up to volunteer hours because you can't pay somebody 27 hours a day of the work they put in. So a lot of thanks to municipal staff, but also we have a lot of sponsors that actually helped out. One of the biggest ones is uh, United Rentals, um, which will be do which will be involved with the ice sculptures we're seeing. But uh, we have uh, A1 Portables, Acton Environment, Aluma Safeway, Atco, Burnco, Culligan Waters, Site One, Trident, as well as a uh, quick sit seat seating, which will be benefit to people have a place to sit during the events. So we have a lot of partners that are involved, but it's uh, it's one of those things that the whole community has to come together to make make it a success. And and a lot of that is even just the people coming down to attend it. And there's something in there for everybody. It's a family friendly event. There's events there for everyone. And the only thing that really needs to be booked if people are looking at the events online on our RMW website is our Rankin Fireside bookings. So if people wanted to have the family and friends out for a skate, they, there is a uh, booking schedule for that, as well as uh, to book a fire pit down there to hang around with your family, maybe do some s'mores and that sort of thing. And I'm glad you brought up the weather a little earlier. It looks like a great day for opening day on Friday, but uh, what weather precautions are in place, be it either too warm or too cold? Uh, the weather precautions, so, so right now because of lack of snow, we've been actually bringing snow from our arenas down there to facilitate for snow for the events. But also uh, we've moved a few few uh, venues just so they're away from ice where it's where it's safe for people to walk. It's really the only things they've done. Um, and we look for safety as well as we have uh, um, for, all, for the X game activities, there's barriers and that sort of thing to make sure the residents are safe watching the events. Does winter play make you as mayor feel like the city kind of just comes together for those 10 days to enjoy what the city has to offer? Absolutely. But it's also every, every event we do here, um, it is like that. It doesn't matter what the event is. The winter play is one of the big ones. And honestly, from my office window, I can see the whole thing from here. Um, it looks directly onto the snow and the rinks down there. So I can see all that right from my office. So it, it's definitely a sense of pride in the community having this event here and it building every year and getting bigger and bigger. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention the the men's hockey team that won last year was actually McMurray's finest, led by one of our counselors, Councillor Ball. So I definitely give him a shout out for his team last year, and uh, I'm sure everyone's trying to get that cup away from that team this year. Awesome, Mayor Sandy Bowman. Thank you so much for the time uh, chatting about winter play today. Thank you, and uh, we'll look forward to speaking again. Coming up next, my conversation with the Fort McMurray Oil Baron's own Matt Decker on Fort McMurray Matters. And we're back on Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Ryan McNally. Joining me on the phone here today is the broadcaster for the Fort McMurray Oil Barons, Matt Decker. Matt, how are you doing here today? Doing well here. The uh, team's coming off a very interesting weekend here. First time they played in about two weeks was uh, a long road trip, but it was a good one for the team. Yeah, I wanted to ask about uh, that uh, trip to Camrose, picking up three points over the Family Day weekend. That had to be encouraging. Uh, how did you see those games? Well, the first game on Thursday in Camor, it looked like a team who had not played a game in 12 days. There was a little bit rusty. Uh, to kind of name the title of one of my favorite Clint Eastwood movies, we really saw the good, the bad, and the ugly of the Oil Barons 
throughout the weekend there. At times, they looked like a very dominant team. The second game against Canmore in the second and third period, they outshot the Eagles 37-15. to Against Camrose, they had a very good first and third period, but uh, they fell behind the eight ball in the second period where they kind of shut off, and then a back-and-forth overtime frame where it could have gone either way, and the Kodiaks just had an on-man rush and managed to find the back of the net. For the Oil Barons right now, they're really trying to build some momentum for the playoff push, especially with the postseason just four games away. Because once you get to that dance there, which every team is doing this season, you never know what could happen. Yeah, last home games of the regular season coming up this weekend. I imagine those are pretty crucial games here for the Barons. Big games for sure. Really, the big thing about this weekend with them being the last two home games, it's the number one team in the league right now, the White Court Wolverines coming to town. So this is a very good measuring stick game for the Oil Barons to see where they are since the changes have been made. It's been a very tight, uh, low-scoring affairs between White Court and Fort McMurray so far this year, where the Wolverines have outscored Fort McMurray only 5-1 to one in the two games to play. And now it's, it's really a new-look Oil Barons to see if this new system matches up well against white court who's been a pretty good team as of late they've won eight of their last 10 games including the last four in a row it's also the return of evan arnold who was traded a white court during the trade deadline and he's been red hot for the wolverines having points in all 10 games he's played in and on an 11 game point streak a lot of very intriguing storylines going into this weekend we're hoping to see big crowds at center fire place that will help fire the boys up as they try to send home this crowd with a, a big regular season finale at home ice. Yeah, you know, you did kind of touch on this, but uh, what have you seen from the now number one team in the AJHL white court this season? Uh, Just hard defensive play? Very much so, and it really starts in goal with Ben Charette. Now, I will say this. I don't know what the status is of Charette. He was hurt, has not played since the end of January. And this is a guy who is probably the leading goaltender in the league, maybe even the favorite for goalie of the year. He picked up a scholarship to Harvard University. Tons of shutouts. He leads the league in a lot of different categories. It starts, it ends with him, but even with him out of the lineup. Lucas Renault has been excellent, the backup goaltender, who has experience with Cowichan Valley of the BCHL last year and he's got five wins in a row as a personal record for him so the goaltending is very key for white court they also play a man system kind of like what the oil barons have switched to defensively and teams aren't used to seeing that it really gives them fits and they really run it to a t and then offensively well we mentioned a little bit about evan arnold but you can't keep your eyes off of colby brown who's over a point a game and in the top five in the ajhl in scoring white court is a deep team they have lots of weapons they are very strong defensively and the biggest key for the oil bears is finding uh, a way to break that armor and get pucks in behind a white court's goaltenders and no doubt this is going to be a fun weekend coming up uh, off the ice but on the ice i imagine it's all about trying to hurdle drayton valley for ninth in the aj and try and play grand prairie Yes and no. They haven't seen Grand Prairie since the end of November, and I'm very interested to see what the storm looks like. That's the last weekend of the regular season for the Oil Barons. When the Oil Barons played Grand Prairie last, Thomas Marinkovich was still on the storm, and he was really a key piece. I know a lot of people are like, yeah, he's kind of an okay player, but he opened up the ice for a lot of the other top players on the storm, like the Alex Atwells, the Peter Capetti's, the Matt Corbett's. With him gone and back in the Western Hockey League, Grand Prairie is really missing that punch up front it'll be interesting to see how big of an impact that is that being said if the playoffs started today 
the Fort McMurray Oil Barons would be matched up against the Canmore Eagles, a team they have had success against, winning three of five games this regular season. And that's a that's a team that really they're they're confident in. I have a feeling so long as they can avoid Camrose in that first round, who's won four of the five games against the Oil Barons this season, they'll be happy with either of the matchups against Canmore or against Grand Prairie. And again, not like the season's over after these home games, but still, how big are these last four games of the season, including the two at home this weekend and then the two in Grand Prairie to wrap up the season? Uh, I imagine these are pretty big measuring stick games uh, here for the Barons. Definitely the ones on home ice, as we mentioned earlier, and then Grand Prairie is a team that's right around you in the standings. The biggest key for the Oil Barons, because they're not going to have home ice advantage in the play-in series. Mathematically, it's not possible anymore. But what they want to do is build momentum, build confidence going into the playoffs. Because if you get that matchup you want in the first round, you get yourself a hot goaltender, you get guys rolling like Carter Schmidt, who's on eight-game point streak, 17 points in those eight games. Keenan Ingram's another guy who's starting to find his footing for the Oil Barons with a five-game point streak. You get guys who are firing going into the playoffs, and all it takes is one upset to really launch this team into a deep run. So momentum is the big thing for the Oil Barons. What I would consider success heading into the playoffs is if they can win two or three of their last four regular season games. What are your thoughts on the updated playoff structure for the uh, AJHL? It seems like this will be a, maybe just a this-year thing, but it gives every team a chance, doesn't it? Yeah, it's very much a, a this year thing, and it's really interesting seeing the top five teams get a buy into the first round and let the bottom six teams fight it out. I mean, the league kind of had to do something with the five teams that left, and this gives a chance for everybody to be in the playoffs. Originally, it was going to be the top 14 teams in the league. Now that you only have 11 left, it's, it's very intriguing to see what the league came up with, and it's going to be fun. You have that best-of-five series approach which puts a lot more pressure on the game one of that series. You don't want to fall behind early in the series because you're in that much more danger of falling out of the postseason. Again, you get teams like uh, Camrose, who's been really hot as of late, having won eight of their last nine games. Oil Barons with points in the last two here. Even Drayton Valley's been sneaky good as of late. Any of those teams get firing, and if you're one of the top five teams, you might be looking at the teams below you in that play-in series going, oh my gosh, they're now... On all rolling on all cylinders here, and at least for what I feel like is a very wide open playoff race. I don't know who's going to win this one. Obviously, White Court is the favorite, being the top team in the league. But you can't write off Bonneville, you can't write off Calgary, you can't write off Lloyd Minster, and you can't write off any of those bottom six teams. It's a very intriguing playoff format. It's going to be a lot of fun, in my opinion. And I know I'm excited after not seeing playoffs last year with my former employer to see playoffs again this year. We won't get into it too much, but how are the players feeling after the whole situation with those five teams leaving the AJHL? You know, it's been very interesting because I have asked uh, a few of the guys this question in my own interviews I've run for uh, for hockey games, and really, it's the mentality is it is what it is. There's not really they're not really hooked up in all oh, these five teams that want to be part of the AJHL. There's a little bit of uncertainty, sir. And we sure we saw a few players leave the team in the recent last couple of weeks, but the boys are excited. They now know that they're going to be in the playoffs, and the entire focus right now is hey, let's build up momentum going to the postseason and see if we can't make a run and maybe even surprise a few teams to get the fourth championship in franchise history. Off the ice, the Oil Barons are uh, running their dream home lotto. Give us those details for those uh, still wanting tickets. 
It's massive here, and it's coming up fast. The final cutoff is on Saturday. You got your, get your tickets before the end of the day, 11.59 p.m., if you wait till after that, you won't be able to get your tickets. And this is the big draw. This is the biggest fundraiser for the Oil Barons. It's really a big reason why the team can be the team they are in terms of travel, in terms of building an excellent program. you got the Dream Home up for grabs at 141 Cobblestone Bay. A beautiful, beautiful home. Great rec room in the basement. Amazing kitchen. A good view over the Athabasca River on the north end of town. There's also nine cash prizes up for grabs, ranging from 1000 to 25000 Want to pad your wall a little bit? Well, you got to get yourself a ticket. They also have their own 50-50 going on right now. And I believe, if I remember correct, from my conversation with Team President David Fitzgerald, that's over $300,000 right now. And you'll walk away with half of it. You don't want to miss out. It's a huge way to support this team. And let's face it, it takes an entire city to make junior hockey possible, no matter where you are at, especially here in Fort McMurray. And you can walk away with a lot more cash in your pocket. You could also walk away with a beautiful home in Fort McMurray. Alrighty, awesome stuff, Matt. Looking forward to a fun weekend uh, for the Fort McMurray Oil Barons. Thank you so much for the time here. Hey, thank you for having me, Ryan. It should be a fun push to the playoffs. That was our show for today. A big thank you to my guests for joining the show. That does it for a full week of shows here on Fort McMurray Matters. We'll have lots more great content to share with you starting on Monday next week. Thank you for listening to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Ryan McNally. Have a great day.